0: We interrupt Kirkanoff to find out what's been going on in the Minifan world with Andrew Augustus.
1: Hall of Fame voting set to begin, Steve from Providence is feeling better, and Frank and the Frankettes squeak by Team Minahan. I'm Andrew Augustus, and this is the Kirkinoff Minifan News. After the highly debated subject, it looks like the Minifan Hall of Fame voting committee has been set, Kirk, Big Steve, Blind Mike, Mutt, Dave Cullinane, Intern Justin, Bill from Milton's, Adam, and Ryan Minahan will be the nine selecting up to three Minifans from a list of 20 that will be created by the KMS Rundown guys. Spokesperson Red from Maine says the show is going to take this task from Podcast Jesus very seriously. How do you judge what they've given to the main show and then whether they've done in the miniverse overall and how they added to things uh to make them worthy so that's gonna be the the toughest part one name that will not be put on the list will be kevin from bristol after kirk banned him from appearing on the ballot after a year for creating a cameo without talking to kirk first i reached out to kevin who said that he will be taking the weekend before issuing a statement Speaking of Mutt, Tom E. Curran dropped the hint to Mutt live on the air that texts have been circulating that he's going to be fired from EEI. Kirkanoff has reached out to Mutt, WEEI, and Curran, but no one has responded. Last week, rumors ran rampant that Steve from Providence ran off and eloped with Smugsy, or that he was dying. Well, we got in touch with Steve, who wanted everyone to know that he is not married, nor is he dying. I was in rough shape, but, um, yeah, I, and the, the problem is you try and Give a little break to yourself of not going on social media and people start shit like you log on once a day and you see that you've got AIDS, you got the clap, you got herpes and I'm just like, you know what, I'm just going to take a few days from this. Decent signals back to recording regularly and Steve says that there are big plans in the works. Lastly, the Curtitone vs. Barstool in Minahan case was heard in front of the Massachusetts State Supreme Court this week. Both lawyers made their case, and to the casual viewer, there was one obvious winner. A request for comment has been sent out to Curtitone, but it has gone unanswered thus far. But now, the fate and possibly freedom of Kirk Minahan now lays in the hands of the state's highest court. In the competition field, despite Podcast Jesus' best efforts, Team Kirk Minahan Show lost to Frank and the Frankettes by one point to drop to 1-1 and in the Dozen Trivia Show. On his show Wednesday, Kirk was disappointed in how useless Steve was, but insisted that he's going to keep the team together by putting Steve and Jared on his pack and take them to victory. Tim from Canton announced that the start of a trivia competition for Minifans will begin shortly, and this reporter is proud to announce that Team Kirkinoff will be entering the contest, consisting of myself, Buddy, and Blind Mike's daddy. Before we go, we must wish one Stephen Earl Robinson of the Pusinian Society a happy 97th birthday. I'm Andrew Augustus for Kirkinoff News, now let's get to Kirkinoff with Buddy and Blind Mike's daddy.
0: Thanks to Andrew for the news again. Um, as he just said, this is Kirk and off a weekly podcast where my cousin and I talk about Kirk Minhan and the happenings inside of his world. My name is Buddy. He's Blind Mike's Daddy. Blind Mike's Daddy, say hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, Andrew said at Quantum Week, Chris is here. Chris, what's up? Hey, guys. How you doing? <laughs> Excellent. So I want to start with something I saw on Twitter this week. Um, so you were at Game 7, 2008 of the Celtics Lakers?
2: I was at all the games.
0: That's unbelievable. I, I'm, I'm that so like that's like my Larry Bird year. Like like if we're gonna compare it to Kirk, like I, I love that Celtics team. Obviously.
2: Oh, it's my it's my favorite sports experience. I, I talked about it a little in the show, but what happened was, um, I was 27. Uh, I just started to make like a little bit of money, and I'm like I want to get. I've always wanted to get season tickets to some to something. Red mm. Sox, whatever it was. But the Red Sox prices were insane. Plus, you have to buy 81 home games. It was just out of my out of my depth, if you will. Uh, but the Celtics were just coming off that horrible year and they had just lost out on Odin and Durant. So I got tickets for like fourteen dollars a pop. Um mm-hmm. so I jumped at it and then you know like the luckiest thing in the world they go and get you know Ray Allen and they get Garnett and, and the rest is history. But it was an incredible experience. It was awesome. Oh
3: no, that was that wasn't a that was a good season. I re, I recall that season. <laughs> oh, yeah yeah I'd say, okay. it it right. yeah. Yeah, say so yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah. A, Do- Doc's uh, Gatorade bath is forever, like, etched in my memory.
2: Oh, but, it was it was awesome. You know, I was, obviously, you know, I, I was a young kid, and I, I didn't, you know, I, I barely was able to get tickets, so I'm up in the balcony, but you still could see everything, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, obviously, I, I was way up there in the nosebleeds, but... Um, you know, I still did see the Gatorade, you know, you still do see the confetti and, and, uh, you know, KGs on the big screen screaming. It was awesome. It was just such a cool experience.
0: That's what I love about like the garden. I obviously, obviously I'm, well, maybe not obviously, but I'm a little bit young for like for the old garden. So I, I've only like really had this one so um but like we, i've sat there like, like bruins versus canadians 15th row like in the in the third tier standing up with my dad and it's my favorite experience ever like there's there's really not a bad seat there like obviously i'd rather sit like in the bottom bowl if you will but really like i, I that's what i love about this td garden really like, I, it's just such a great experience in there
2: yeah it's it's nice it's it's a little i i'm i'm hit and miss on the garden i it just because it doesn't have a lot of identity to it hmm. but you're right the sight lines are obviously better than the old garden um, I just, sometimes it just feels it's, it's so antiseptic in there and it's just <laughs> kind of boring and bland in there. But I, maybe that's, you know, we're th- having to share it with the Bruins and obviously the Bruins own it. I don't know. Uh, it, mm. I, 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 I'm back and forth on it, but you're right. The sight lines are good. And I'll, you know, I'll have, I'll never forget those memories I have. So it is one of my favorite places. Are you keeping up with this year's Celtics? I'm not really. It's, not. it's hard to like, I, I, I'm a big football guy. Like I love the Jets. Uh, I'm a Jets fan. I'm, f- I'm from, New York. So, um, I, you know, I still watch football every week, you know, all day, Red Zone, the whole thing. Uh, you know, Sunday night, Monday night, I love all of it. But the, the NBA without a crowd, it's, it doesn't feel right. I don't know why. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? It's missing something.
0: Do you want to get into this week, BMD?
2: Yeah, we, let's break down the week before we get into his uh, men fandom.
0: So what what did you think about the the Monday episode with them going back and forth to the Supreme Court? Okay.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was inter- I, I was watching it. You know, I watched uh, some of it off and on. When it was going on live, so then it was kind of fun to hear Kirk's reaction to it. Um, it just obviously just seems like a completely ridiculous case, and um, you know I think it's it was funny where Lenny Keston and I guess uh, you know uh, Joe Kiratone didn't seem to understand the, the the word secret like how that <laughs> you know it, it's it, and the best part is they you know Kiratone even called them uh, so it, it's how is that a secret. Uh, so, I mean, I, I'm guessing based on the tone of, of how that went, it's going to be thrown out pretty quick. But, you know, you never know these kind of things, I
0: guess. Yeah, definitely not. Do you, what did you think about uh, Blind Mike's performance? And pretty much, like, how, how have you felt about him since he's been back on the show this year?
2: Uh, I mean, I, I'm a, I I'm a gearhead. Uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I like Mike a lot. Um, yeah, I think he's, he's been good. I've enjoyed it. It's almost like kind of like uh, slipping into a warm bath a little bit with with Mike there. <laughs> um, it's kind of comfortable. It's something you know. Um, I I've enjoyed the mic shows. I, I have, they've been, um, I find it's like, it's like the most e- out of the three shows of the, of that week. It's like the easiest one to listen to, if that makes any sense. Yeah, um, it's like the most casual. He's definitely a lot more comfortable. And I think he's been a
3: lot funnier going to that once a week cause he doesn't have to be on all the time. So he kind of doesn't get burnt out. Have you, are you um, doing his Patreon as well? Or
2: are you keeping up with his, his pod or? I am. I mean, there's a ton of content. I don't don't get to all of it. I, I, I listen probably about like half half of the Patreon stuff and I try to always listen to like the free show that he does. Mm -hmm. Um, I, he seems, he just seems a lot more I mean, seems happier. I mean, you know, in light of a better word, he just seems more relaxed. And I think a happier relaxed Mike is a better Mike. I think when he's on edge, uh, he gets down on himself and then, and then his performance can suffer because he's kind of a, he's kind of a mess. I think like, after the Socko show, before he walked away, whatever that like that mm-hmm. that time frame was, he wasn't at his best. It, it was not it was not great, Mike, um, and I think he'd admit that. But since he's been back, he seems to be enjoying what he's doing more, and he also seems to be just enjoying doing Kirk's show more. He just seems a lot more.
0: Chris, how are you on on the Wednesday show? Are you in the in the they suck because it's only him and Steve? Boat?
2: I, I It's funny. I, I think the Wednesday shows are my favorite, not because it's him <laughs> and Steve. <laughs> Necessarily, because that's when they do the more experimental shit. Like I like those yeah, like weird shows, mm-hmm. like the top twenty show. I like like I really enjoy, and I know it's 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 really difficult to do this from a creative standpoint, but I really like when I press play on my podcast on, on my phone. I don't know what I'm gonna hear next. So if it is like a top twenty thing, or if it is uh, some other weird thing, sometimes like I didn't love the Lance Minahan. Like I don't think that was particularly that funny. Like I don't think that episode was great, but I love that he tried something. And then there are other ones that I love. So I kind of, I enjoy when Kirk just kind of does some weird, wacky shit. Um,
0: So I look forward to the Wednesday
2: ones the most.
0: That, that feeling that you're describing about not knowing, like, what you're going to get when you press play is the feeling I, I miss most and, like, regret about most, like, that I'm a part of Minifan Twitter. Because, like, I'm never, like, surprised anymore. Someone's always right. listened to it before you. Someone's always talked about it. Like, so be, before I was, like, in it, like, at all, and I was just, say, like, tweeted the show, every day was a surprise. And now I'm, like, like I would purposely, like, avoid things. So I would like, – the show was, like, so, like, sacramental to me. And then – and now I – now I, I lose that surprise, but I mean he, he's still the, the goat, you know. BMD. Yeah, it definitely does change
2: things on Twitter for sure because mm. you just get so much more information.
3: Do you prefer him doing a rotating chair on Wednesday as opposed to just him and Steve, or?
2: It depends. I don't want anything to get in the way of that like that crazy wacky creative show. Now, if you told me every Wednesday was just going to be him and Steve, then yeah, I'd like a third voice. But if you told me the Wednesdays could like every other Wednesday was going to be an experimental show and every other Wednesday was going to be him and Steve then I'll take that trade, if that makes any sense. Yeah. When did you start listening to Kirk? Yeah, uh, so, like, I'm old. Uh, I'm 41, <laughs> so um, uh, I've been listening to, you know, if you want to go way back to, like, Dennis and Callahan when they were on Afternoons, and I really like, you know, back in the 90s, and I really liked that show. And I, so then when they moved to the mornings, I started listening to DNC still. And then in 2012, I moved to New York City, and I kind of, you know, once you're in New York, it's, you know you start listening more to Francesco, or you're listening to the guys in New York. If you and I didn't even have a car either, so I was listening to a lot less radio as it was. So uh, I'm in New York City. I get divorced in summer of 2016, and I move back home. And I am at my most miserable I've ever been as an adult. Like I have, you know, I have no job. I just I basically just kind of came back home. I'm living with my parents. It was just so depressing. I know I'm 36 years old. I'm like I'm like I'm a fucking loser. This sucks and uh I, I did get a job and on my first day driving there was i think the very first kirk and callahan show oh no nice. so um i'm like what is this kirk Minahane guy like i didn't i i knew i heard of the like Aaron andrew stuff when i was in new york like you know it was like a deadspin article or whatever and you'd read about it you like, this guy seems crazy like i don't <laughs> know what this is all about but um but other than like the times when he'd make like national news i didn't really hear about him and then i was hooked like instantly And then like as time went on like you know i got like i got an apartment and i'm like i'm in this kind of shitty apartment and but like kirk was like brought me so much laughter because i went back and i listened to all the enough about me's and i would listen to the entire show on the ei like on the podcast um Mm -hmm. on the app they had for a while and then uh you know it became kind of more of a podcast uh with through ei so i listened to that religiously and it really it helped me so much in like this really dark, miserable time in my life that I was, I had like something that was distracting and funny and, um, I really enjoyed. Uh, and then, uh, you know, obviously things got better. I got married and, and I, I have, a, I have a nice happy life now, but <laughs> when things were really kind of dark for me and really miserable, I, I still had like Kirk's entertainment. I'll always be indebted for that. So
3: is your, is your wife a fan as well? She is. is yeah.
2: She listens. Okay. She went, she went to Saco. Um, right. I mm-hmm. remember, um, you know, she, she's, she, 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 she listens to the show. She really enjoys it. She really likes like blind Mike. She got to meet all those guys. And I think going to something like Saco and seeing it, um, really kind of flipped a switch for her too. I like kind of seen the whole community and, um, she, yeah, she really, she does. She, she listens, maybe not as religiously as say, like as maybe the three of us do, but she definitely listens and she enjoys the show.
3: So you you did the whole sacco weekend right you I, I believe you were there friday and I, did, I saw you saturday i saw you friday you did the blind lake show on the friday at tj's house
2: i was there all yeah i was there on sunday yeah. too in sacco yeah i was there for all yeah. three it, that was like one of the most fun weekends of the year for sure yeah
3: what day did you prefer better the saturday or the sunday
2: uh, i think i it's hard to say I, I i probably enjoyed maybe this the experience or the show which one uh yeah,
3: I, guess, I would say the experience, I guess. I know Saturday was a little bit more rowdy or maybe. Yeah,
2: I think Saturday I enjoyed the experience just because it was like newer and fresher. I was seeing a lot of people for the first time, but I think I enjoyed the Sunday show better. I know I enjoyed those like the TED clips with Mike. I enjoyed those Sunday ones better than the Saturday ones. Like that Shawshank one was hysterical. Um, <laughs> but both shows were really good. I really, it, but the Saturday one was like just, I think cause it was the first, like I, we got there super early. I saw a lot of people for the first time. Like That was kind of a really – because I didn't, I didn't go to Madawaska, So I saw a lot of these people for the very first time at that first SACO show. So that was really cool.
0: I know um, Kevin got batted around for talking about this kind of stuff. But if, you th- if it was Matt and Chris and Kirk Minahan on trivia, you guys win that game?
2: Um, oh, uh, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I, it, I think the dream team, though, would be, would be RA, myself, and Kirk. Um, because R.A. can handle a lot of that geography stuff that I'm terrible at, mm-hmm. and I can cover the pop culture stuff, uh, some of the more modern stuff, maybe Kirk doesn't know about as much, and I think the three of us could handle the sports. Um, you know, I think we'd play off right. I think that would be the ultimate dream team, would be R.A., myself, and, and Kirk.
3: Do you have an opinion on Steve's performance?
2: I mean, it's not surprising, is it? I mean, I I like Steve a lot, but is, none of those things are his strong suit.
0: Yeah. In, in in his defense he really did say, and it was pretty obvious he was gonna be pretty shitty at this trivia, but like him not understanding what Kirk meant about him giving off fucking airs, like about how like how much of like a pretentious dick he is, is just so frustrating.
2: I think he I think he know, I think Steve is more aware than he might be reading on a bit. Oh, I of think course, so, yeah. I think Steve knows that that's kind of but that's kind of the world he came from, right? Like that Howie Carr right ring right wing radio where you're kind of always right. Um, so that's gonna you know translate more, I and mean, if actually if anything, Steve's done a good job in the last couple of years, kind of shaving some of those edges off. Mm-hmm. Um, because in that world, you kind of you always have to be right. It's like, like that Donald Trump mentality, like never apologize. You know, you're always right. Where Steve is becoming more and more human. You know, each passing month than he was when the show might have started.
3: Um, so you've you've called into the show in the past, correct? I have. Yeah, I'm Johnny, Johnny Carson. No, yes. I know,
2: I know. I don't want to.
3: I don't want to talk. It's okay. I think that's
0: what Johnny calls it, and Kirk usually calls him penis at at the same time.
3: So are you a big call fan? Like, do you enjoy the calls into the show? Do you want more or less? I always like asking that question.
2: Yeah. I, so when the calls started, I think they were really necessary. I mean, think about where we were. You know, he's doing five shows a week. Most of the shows were two, three hours. And then you have COVID, and everything kind of Grinded to a halt like in the world like other than COVID and in politics. There's nothing to talk about So I think the, the calls were like needed um, And plus and then it gave kind of a life to some different characters, you know, like, you know, Blind Mike's daddy Of course, and <laughs> you know, uh, you know, Sopranos guy and you know, t- you know Tim's great calls and think about all the calls and I know I'm forgetting a million of them think about all the great calls that you, you get Uh with it being three days a week and the shows being shorter. I don't know if it's as necessary but then again after the Super Bowl's over, like, what is going on in the world? Like, there's – I feel like nothing is going on right now. It's there's true. no new movies. There's no – you know, I know – like, there's no major sports happening. There's nothing. It's is nothing going on right now. It's so fucking boring. It, yeah, it's, even it's, politics is, like – But, good. yeah.
0: It's crazy how much everything changes just, like – I also get, like, half of the world is shut down. But, like, how much content Kirk gets from, from all that other shit, you know what I mean? Where that, like, like – not, not that he has to rely on the calls – but that, how how the, you said the, the calls were so necessary at the time, that now it's kind of like, now that there's, like, no fans at basketball games, or, like, somehow there's nothing to talk about? Like, how, how you know what I mean? How do the two things correlate?
2: How, well, just because there's nothing going on. I know, There's just, yeah, yeah. There's just yeah. nothing happening. Like, open up a newspaper, like, there's no fucking stories. There's nothing <laughs> happening. So because of that, you know, and it's a topical show. Like, I know it's a comedy show, but it's a comedy show that deals with topical things that are happening that day, typically. And... Mm. To take that away, so then, you know, it gives Kirk a lot less ammunition to react to things if there's nothing to react to. So having the calls is at least something. So maybe the calls, you know, maybe you'll see more of the calls as, as time goes on. But I think it's, it depends. It, it, having people like Jared or Mike in, you can always kind of say, hey, what have you guys been up to this week? And that's mm-hmm. content right there. Um, and I think that might be another reason you don't see as many calls as if Kirk's going to have more guests in.
0: Yeah, Kirk, Kirk could take Jared's dinner and make 15 minutes out of it. Like, you
2: know. <laughs> exactly right and and then you know and he's only seen jared once a week so jared you know may have had that dinner where if he's seen jared five times a week that dinner gets old fast mm-hmm. um so
3: you you've you you one of the few minute fans i've actually been in the studio with with kirk besides being in the studio with kirk is there any other stuff you've done for the podcast behind the scenes maybe worked on cullen or, or those special episodes that kirk does
2: yeah i got to do the cullen thing which was fun he sent uh they sent a script over uh to matt and myself uh and then they gave us kind of bandwidth to do a commercial um which was fun so we did like a i think a quantum week commercial as uh johnny carson and ed mcmahon mm-hmm. um <laughs> yeah it's fun i mean he'll he'll they'll send you the thing and uh you know for the script obviously we just read the lines um but you know it's nice where matt has all the recording stuff you know he he has the studio in his in his house so we're able to go there and and he can kind of make sure it sounds uh great because i'm terrible with technical stuff so um yeah that's been me too it's it's always fun when they call you to do a project it's always kind of a thrill and an honor it's like oh cool i get to help out my favorite podcast you know it's better nice. than that
3: that's, that is awesome so when you when you got to do the cullen
2: did you know what you were looking at when you read the script did you like what did you question like what what am i reading right now or i had no fucking idea you get a page <laughs> of uh, information uh your, your your script rather no information you basically get a page of your script and it, though it was me and Matt like jogging and just having a conversation, um, and um, I was—I forget if I was playing maybe Cullen's son or something—and um, and that's all you know. So you don't know you don't. You're completely in the dark other than that. And they ask you, hey, just keep, keep this under your hat. So um, we just basically just read it, and we didn't know when it was going to air or anything else about it. We just send it out, and there you go. How many
3: takes did it did it take you guys? Did you, did you do it one take? I know Tim he had to tone his
2: character down. He had to redo a take on his, but were you guys one and done or we did it like three or four times for ourselves and then we sent over the one we thought was best and that I guess was enough it was what they wanted for that particular that
0: particular bit how would you um i i'm trying to think of the right way to ask this like how um what are your your biggest like takeaways from working with Kirk in Person yeah that's
2: a, well that, Obviously, it became a very controversial topic. Carano didn't do me any favors comparing me to Carapace. <laughs> uh, and I know, I know you, buddy. I know you didn't, you didn't particularly go well with my performance. It depends.
0: I did kind of forget that I said that, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, I oh, was I like, never oh. forget, buddy. It's
2: the fun of being Irish.
0: <laughs> um, Let's talk about it.
2: Yeah. It, so it depends kind of what, you, what, what, what my intention. So my intention was to go in there, and I was treating it like I was a sidekick. I didn't treat mm. it like I was a guest. I didn't treat it like I was a co-host. And my mentality there was no one's downloading this episode to hear from me. You know, they're going to download the episode to hear from Carabas. Karabas has 300,000 Twitter followers. I have 1000. So no one, so no one is going to download that episode wanting to hear me, but hopefully I can maybe provide some extra content as far as uh, just filling in some gaps and making the show the best that I could possibly make it. And I I was going in there not thinking I'm the star of the show. Yeah, it's obviously it's the Kirk Minahan show. (laughs) Kirk's Mm -hmm. a really talented, sharp guy. So my thing was just try to make the show as a little bit better if I could, and that was all I was going for. The first half of the show, I was definitely nervous, and it was I was definitely trying to figure out the rhythms because you don't know when to jump in, when to jump out. I, you know, Kirk just comes in, he whips his mask off, and he sits down. It's like you ready to go? Like, yep. <laughs> so there. So I don't know if he's gonna like ask me questions about myself. Is he going to then go right into topics? Is he? I don't, is he in a mood? I don't know what, you know, you don't know what you're walking into. (laughs) And that's, and that's fun too because it keeps you on edge. Um, so (laughs) I was just trying to figure out my bearings there for the, um, when he called Dave Portnoy's dad, I, (laughs) I intentionally went silent there because Dave Portnoy's dad, a doesn't stop talking and B doesn't know who the fuck I am. (laughs) So for me then to jump in, I'd have to then introduce, like it becomes a whole thing. And that wasn't the rhythm of the conversation in the, the, the back half of the show, I did what I wanted to do there. That's what I kind of intended to do when I walked in. It was like, I want to, I feel like I asked some questions that I thought were questions that yeah. I had. I felt like I was able to kind of like, rip on Carano a little bit, make fun of him a little bit, have some fun there. And I feel like I, I was a lot more comfortable and uh, I loosened up a little bit and was more confident jumping in. Um, now, someone might say that that was the wrong tact like, someone might say, that's your big chance. You should have gone in as a guest, really kind of showed Kirk what you can do. And maybe they're right. I mean, I haven't been asked back. Um, but that's not what almost. I was looking to do. Hey, almost, right? <laughs> yeah, <so laughs> almost last ditch. That. But that's but that's not what I was looking to do. And I'm, I'm very happy and comfortable with how I did. Uh, I have no problem being in the one-timers club with DEC and, uh, you know, Justin Durand and, uh, and uh, Whitney. We all hang out in DEC's van.
0: Um, <laughs> well, I mean – to maybe besides for Whitney, because because it seems like he'll be back or whatever, and right. and, and and obviously like you could obviously be back as well. But like in terms of the other ones, you you obviously had the best like one time performance. And I think I think I uh, I hope I'm not like lying now to get out of trouble. But like I think what I said then was that like like yeah he did fine, but like people were saying it was like a top ten episode, like because Quantum Week Chris was on. And I was like. Guys, like, yeah, it was like, I, it was good, and we like him, and we should, like, you know what I mean? Like Kirk says, like, like to Madawaska Rob, like, can you be mean to your friends, whatever? And if it's time to be mean, then like, be mean. But I honestly was like, no, it just, it was good. But like, and I think someone, someone was like, oh, Quantum Week Chris got Kirk to say something he he wasn't gonna say, and I was like, you fucking kidding? Kirk just, you know, do you know what I mean? well uh, i think that well a
2: couple of things there so a sorry. you did say that you compared me to dec's performance which i there was the only time that I was oh, actually I pissed off <laughs> like, oh. that's bullshit it, it is, it is. is. Not so, it's not true it's not true that's a terrible take buddy uh so that didn't make me happy but everything else is fair game if you go on that show if you're going in that studio you got to be welcome to being criticized you know that's part of the that's part of the of game course, yeah um, I think Kirk's grade for me was a B minus, which I thought was very generous before Carano opened his fucking mouth. And <laughs> <laughs> that's a fair grade. That's how I would have graded myself. So if Kirk Minahan gave me B minus, oh my God, that's like a giant gold star. Like I heard, I, when he said that, I was like, I almost like jumped in the air. So, so like, how? That's, that's amazing compliment I thought. Um, and that's really, and I feel like I did, like a C plus B minus. I feel like I did what I wanted to do. It wasn't, I didn't blow the doors off of the room, but I also wasn't trying to, I'm happy with that. Um, Right, so I do think it was better than DC. I think Justin Durant had a nice, uh, really good performance too. He kind of stayed back too, but that's he knew his place. He's like, hey, I'm just, you know, I I won this chance. I just want to kind of see how the sausage is made, and I I think that's really well done. And I'm Mm -hmm. sorry, I forget your second question.
0: Uh, I honestly do too. I was just, I was ranting. I was nervous. (laughs) So, is
3: there any questions you forgot to ask Kirk, or that you're like, oh, oh man, I wish I would have asked Kirk this
2: question? That's what you asked me about the questions, right? Did I uh, like unseal any great mysteries when I asked Kirk questions? Yeah, because
0: um, it was about like a contract or something, and I was like, it I was a
2: f- couple of things. Yeah, yeah, it was Jerry's. It was the what was Jerry texting? Yeah, as yep. mm-hmm. bars his bar stool contract. I, no, Kirk is obviously an open book, but the thing is, I think that from my perspective, I can come in as a fan and maybe ask questions that Steve or uh, Mike or maybe Mike now, whatever, maybe wouldn't have asked because they're so close to the situation. They might not have that same take. Yep,
0: totally Like, fair. you
2: know, like I'm on, I have, you know, 1200 followers. So I don't, I don't block anybody except for, I think Zonker is the only person I block. <laughs> so like my DMS are open. Like people, I mean, people feel comfortable, like talking with me as a fan. Like, you know what I mean? This is, there's no, like, I'm not a famous. I'm not a, I'm a fucking, my quantum week show has twice the followers I have. Like so, I mean, you know, I'm not like a big celebrity, so I think I can come at it from a little different angle, or I might ask questions. That, that was my goal was I wanted to be like the fan, like the every fan, like go in there mm-hmm. and ask questions that I would want to ask, that I would hope someone else would ask if they were in that seat. Um, but I don't, I, no, I don't think I reinvented the earth, but I definitely think I might ask questions that maybe Steve wouldn't have asked because oh, yeah. it's a different, I'm just from a different point of view.
0: I oh, I don't disagree with that at all. That that like that there are there are times where Steve won't know like that what we want to hear or like like you said like that Blind Mike could be too scared to ask like or um or might be too close to the situation to ask about um Jerry so like I I honestly understand, like like agree with you on that um BMD what were you going to say
3: No just again just going back to his question if there was anything he wished he asked that he didn't
2: There wasn't like there were cool so the cool thing about working with Kirk is uh oh, A he's obviously really good at this. What I, what I mean by that is obviously he's so quick and, and sharp, but he even knows when to like breathe. Like he knows when to stop to let you in. It's almost like dri- like being in the car with like a great driver and they're, they're able to kind of like see traffic merges before they happen and shit like that. It was like that. It was like being in like a Fast and Furious conversation, if you will. Like he was always like nine steps ahead. So that was a really fun uh, and, uh, I don't say overwhelming, that's not the right word, but it's almost like you're always on edge because he's always like ahead of you. So you're always like, you always just want to keep up. And it's like, when you get home, you just kind of like, I I just got collapsed on my couch. Um, But the cool (laughs) thing is that Kirk's like, hey, are there any questions? Like he asked me, like, he's like, is there anything else you want to ask? And I was like, nope, I did ask the question about the Barstool contract and he stopped me. And he went into a different, there's a different thing we were talking about at that time. so I asked it a second time and he answered it. I think at that time he might have just wanted to to I don't know, call Dave's dad or whatever we were doing at that time. Um, Cause he's obviously definitely controlling that boat. It's mm-hmm. the Kirkman Minahan show, but he definitely gave me a form. I could ask anything. There was nothing off the table. I was told, I was never told I couldn't ask anything. Um, and uh, I, so I, I asked everything that I wanted to ask.
3: Um, so can you just go into how you, got invited onto that particular episode i know matt was producing that week did he have a play? He, he obviously had a hand in that but can you just give us a backstory again on how that happened
2: yeah i mean it happened on air um so kirk, kirk was calling kirk called me up to ask me a question about tommy john the uh, the pitcher because he was doing a Tommy <laughs> yeah, yeah, john yep. ad read uh, i'm a big baseball nerd uh and like i said i'm old so i remember when tommy john was pitching so um i have you know i I jumped on and kind of, you know, answered some questions, but I was in, I was driving actually, so my my service wasn't particularly great. Uh, And then uh, Kirk's like, you know, just, we'll have Chris on tomorrow. I think they were, you know, Kirk was doing those shows with just Matt. um, And, uh, you know, they were still doing five shows a week because it was the same week they had on Tim and, and Steve from Providence. So, you know, I think he was just looking to kind of fill in those gaps too. And I think also kind of, you know, Carano, if Carano wasn't there, I wouldn't be on that show. You know what I mean? Like, right. there's zero percent chance I'm, I'm asked to do that if Carano isn't producing uh, for that show. Um, in fact, it's been, I think it's been exactly one year since I've been, like, in the world, if you will. Like, I've listened to Kirk since 2016, but I didn't come on this show, in, I mean, I didn't, I wasn't even at all involved in the show until they played a clip of Quantum Week, and they were, like, shitting on my voice.
0: <laughs> um, when, when did Quantum Week start?
2: So, Quantum Week started a month before Matt was on Kirk. So, Quantum Week started, like, I think mid-January, and then I think they played my first clip, like, early February. And it was a clip of Quantum Week. So we had only had, like, two episodes at that time. So you and Matt, uh, you guys are best
3: friends. Is this a life? We are not best friends. Oh, you're not? Okay. <laughs> we are not we best go. friends, no. So I you have... met through the universe, or how did you guys? No,
2: no. We, so we were acquaintances um, before I moved to New York City. Um, okay. And we just had the same kind of circle of friends here in New Hampshire. And... Um, we uh you know i went to new york uh i didn't you know we, we were facebook friends but it wasn't like we were you know keeping in touch or anything and then i came back and then i was like oh i you know there are a couple of different projects that local kind of theater stuff we we're looking at doing here in new hampshire um and then um Matt started doing the song parodies for this show. and I'm like, oh my God, dude, these are hysterical. This is so funny. And so, we, so, I, so I had a buddy to talk to about the show. No, Matt, Matt's right. definitely a friend, but I, I mean, I have okay. best friends that I've grown up with for 30 years. Right. That, you know, I, I yeah. yeah, I'm, yeah.
3: So is there a particular
2: song of Matt Carano's that you like the most? Um, I mean, obviously, Rape is a classic. Uh, <laughs> I, re- I really like uh, the DEC song. Uh, okay. you know, Daddy. Uh, you know, please feed me. The, 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 from the perspective of of yeah, the uh, the daughter that's going hungry in the basement. Yeah. Um. No, Matt's songs are always good. They're always they're yeah. always so well produced. They always sound great. I love the song parodies. I think all those guys are so talented. Um. You know, Warren songs are hysterical. Um. Yeah, a great I for, I forget. I'm sorry. Who whoever did the McLean McLean song?
3: Yes, what, that was a good. That one that
2: might be my favorite one. Um. Yeah. Uh, where like steve's a mop like that is hysterical that is it was, <laughs> i remember where it was when i heard that like that those song parody guys are incredible to work because I, I have none i don't have any musical talent at all so i'm always kind I of know. in awe when those guys can can do that when matt can make these songs and sound so good
3: yeah it's just great so how did you guys come up with quantum week whose idea was it who who's taking credit for that Oh,
2: well, I guess it's mine. Um, okay. so we were, uh, just looking to do a po- Matt wanted to do a podcast. So it was Matt's idea. He wanted to do the podcast uh, with me and we were just, we went to a, a bar here in Newmarket, and we were just kind of shooting some ideas uh, off each other of what we could do. I've o- I have I said, I kind of want to do a movie podcast and I've always been kind of obsessed with time and uh, how, how like time works. And I think I, I just turned 40. So I was probably having like a midlife crisis <laughs> and, um, let's go through all the movies and music in our lives, you know, and uh, kind of talk about those. And then, um, and then Matt jumped on it and, you know, he, he's created the logo. He does the, you know, he does all the production stuff for it. Um, but I guess the, the core idea would probably be me.
0: How do you guys pick like the topics every week? Like I know, I know it's something that gets talked about a lot, but so, so you, you pick a week like in, in whatever year, and then you guys decide on what movie and, and music to talk about.
2: Yeah, so how it works is we don't pick the week. Like it's done by random. My wife will do like a random date generator. Oh. And then, the,
3: so, so you just pick the whatever, so whatever that week is and then if whatever the number one movie is or do you just pick a random
0: movie guys? from that week? Yeah, yeah I, think, so, I think we lost guys for a minute. But, no, but I, we're I'm right. back. Yeah, oh, okay. so okay.
2: Uh, how it works is uh, like, I'll get the week and then I'll see what the top 10 movies were that week. We have to do number one and then I can pick two other movies from the top 10. Okay. But it's all random. So do you guys do, do three times a week as well, right?
0: Yeah, we do two uh,
2: free shows, and then we have that third Patreon show every week, yeah. What
0: did, what did you think about, like, just to kind of circle back to, to Kevin from Bristol in his Patreon drama this week, or, or his... Uh, his what, uh, cameo drama? Yeah, cameo, cameo, it wasn't, excuse me. Like, I, I saw, again, I think I think it was our boy, BMD, David from Ho, um, like, kind of compare Quantum Week and... Quantum Week's Patreon to um, Kevin's cameo, and I just... I get the correlation, but, like, you guys are doing, like, Kevin literally was being like, hey, you guys might know me from KMS, where you guys are like, hey, this is our own Quantum Week content.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, I agree with you. Uh, I don't really see a true correlation there, but I guess I, you know, right, is it the same fan base? Yeah, a big chunk of it is. I mean, I I could, you know, I think I even said it when I was in studio with Kirk. I mean, I I saw the numbers before Matt produced the Kirkman show, and I saw the numbers after. We got a huge spike. And a grand, a huge majority of our fans, a wild majority of our fans are KMS fans. Um, and I mean, we're trying to branch out, you know, the Patreon money we get, we're using to advertise another podcast to hopefully expand, um, you know, mm-hmm. so we can get, have a wider net. Um, but no, for sure, right now, at this very moment, oh my God, it's like, you know, it's probably, there's no study, I guess, but it's got to be 90-10, you know, 80-20 at the, at, the, at the least. So. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a huge amount of fans. So, right. Are we, are we in theory? Yeah, I asked Kirk uh, in studio as well, Mike, are we piggybacking? And, and he said, no, he thought about it for a second. He said, he didn't think so. I don't think we are, we're not trying to, but I, I guess there's probably some level of it where we are connected. I mean, I'd, I'd be lying if I didn't say that. <laughs> I look at it like, did you guys listen to Howard Stern or are you guys too young? Yeah. Like, his, like, I remember, like, Jackie Martling, uh, yeah. he would go do shows, like, on Friday and Saturday nights. He was a stand-up. You know, he was the guy before Artie Lang. Mm-hmm. And he would go, and he would do shows, and they promote those shows on... Now, it's different, because obviously, Kirk's paying Jackie to be a writer, and Kevin's just a fan. So I guess it, yeah. there is different. But I guess he's part of this world. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's obviously Kirk's call. I, I can understand why Kirk's like, what the fuck? Um, mm-hmm. But the same token, I, I would be... I'm surprised it doesn't happen more, to some extent. I don't know.
3: Yeah, so are you pleased with the downloads for your show and stuff? Are you guys pulling good numbers? They keep growing. That's,
2: that's yeah, good. we yeah. we keep growing. The Patreon's been. I mean, the people, uh, the fans that we have, mostly meta fans, are just there's obviously really supportive. Like the most loyal, you know, uh, f- fervent fan base in the world. Um, so you know, we have we have way more reviews than any show our our size should have. <laughs> we have, you know, our Patreon numbers are, you know, way higher than any show our size should have. Um, and, uh, you know, a big testament to that is because Minifans are the most loyal and they're most, the, uh... yeah, and they're just the most, like, you know, fervent, intense fan base you'll ever find. So I'm sure as we branch out, those numbers will dilute because we're not, you know, I mean, no other fan base is like this. So we were mm-hmm. lucky where that's the one where Matt happened to guest produce on, like, you know, what a blessing it was as opposed to guest producing on, say, like, Dax Shepard's show. Like, those fans, I imagine there might be more of them, but they're not going to be nearly as fervent or oil. bien
0: uh,
3: I don't know. I don't have anything else. I'm trying to think. I'm at a blank. Um, shoot. Do you have any questions for us? Let's turn it around. <laughs> do, do, you, do you have any questions for us?
2: I, I, how are you guys? Like, I mean, I enjoy your show. How do you guys like it, doing the long form with, with the different people? Has it been easy to get people? Has it been, has it been challenging? Has anyone sure. you know, kind of fucked you guys over?
3: So far, so good. Uh, it hasn't been an issue yet getting guests. Um, Has anyone guess- said no? Uh, uh,
0: o- only um, uh, Warden of the North, but he doesn't do anything. Yeah, no, I, I've honestly, I, I really enjoyed doing it and, and getting uh, and being able to talk to so many other, like, different kinds of people, even though we only, we've only had, like, like white guys on, you know what I mean? But, <laughs> but, even, but it's still, like, we gotta change that. But still, like, um, I I really do like it. Um, I almost wish that we had started sooner, but but still, like we got in at a good time. Uh, I think you
2: guys got in a great time. I think you know you guys kind of came on and filled a lot of the you know that minifan weekend gap that you know DEC was providing. Yeah. Um, and then you know you guys kind of like came in right around the same time DEC's show ended, right? Yeah. yeah. I think it was kind of to too. That yeah. We did
3: the, that
0: that kind of like hastened our, our yeah. getting ready. You know what I mean? Cause we, we were like, Oh, we were thinking maybe like, like around Halloween and then DEC had that blow up. And I was like, we kind of can't wait anymore. We got to do it.
2: Like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's really fortuitous. I mean, to have that timing, that's, that's, you know, that's a great fit. Cause now minifans fans who want that KMS, you know, scratch on a Saturday uh, or a Sunday can, can listen to you guys. Um, yeah. Uh, that's Ooh, that's so usually awesome. when I listen to you guys anyway.
3: Thank you. Thank you. You're, Fan number 13 that listens to the show. Oh, good. All right. Fantastic. All right. feel honored. But yeah, there's so much great content. I think, you know, between the YouTube and, you know, all the other different podcasts out there, there's enough to keep people entertained and give them that little, like you said, scratch that fix to get it to Monday, uh, you know, through the week.
0: I honestly think Kirk's Kirk's like going down to three days a week kind of helped things like with us like a little bit like just because just like there's okay he was like like we had said obviously maybe a long time ago was doing five days a week three hours a, a day and now we're kind of down to two hours a day three times a week that there's like a lot more time where people need um, like content so I I love um, you know just being able to contribute to that to that hole there
2: I'm excited for the new like the secret project like I oh, I, yeah. I like. I like when Kirk branches out and does things like I'm, – I'm, like, really excited for that show. No.
0: I, I was hoping at first it was something, like, with the Globe, but I was like, I don't – there's no way that would be something, like, that Dave porno would say would be huge, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I kind of I, – I, I didn't think it would be that. I had a couple other guests that I thought mm-hmm. it might be. other it might be something to do maybe with, like, you know, families that might have lost someone with cancer. Maybe it's, like, a golf-type thing. I'm trying oh, to think of things yeah. that, like, Kirk's yeah. passionate about or Kirk has – had emotional reactions to Um, so I was I was definitely surprised it was like a true crime but then I but it is true though man like he like loves that movie zodiac like and like he's (laughs) all about like that obsessive nature of trying to solve something like that like solve that puzzle that mystery so it does really make sense and I like I'm I'm, I said I'm I'm genuinely really excited for it I I'm that'll be like a must listen for me Um, I'm sure everyone's amped up for it but I I uh, I when he, when I heard that's what it was, I, I was excited. So I, it, it sucks being three days a week compared to five. But if we're going to start getting that fourth show a week, you know, maybe in a month or two, that's like that heavily produced, then that's going to be really cool.
0: Do you do you um, normally subscribe to true crime podcasts? I do. I go in like
2: uh, fits and starts with it. So like I'll go on like a like a band where I'll listen to like a lot of true crime, mm-hmm. and then I get kind of depressed.
0: Yeah. Like there's <laughs> only so much
2: like. Like I'm, I'm old, like you know, I you know I keep saying I'm old, but like when I was like in my twenties, like I, 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 nothing really bothered me with stuff like that. But now then, like there was a clip going around the internet. If you guys saw it today on Twitter, of this this uh, person in Pennsylvania and he oh, shot I his neighbors. I saw that. I saw that. And like it really bothered me. Like I'm, I'm like still like really upset about it. Like and like w- like 15 years ago, I wouldn't have given a shit. But like, uh, mm-hmm. but you, but like that stuff. right? Really, so when I'm listening to true crime, I can only take so much of it before I start getting really bummed out and sad. So I've actually have not listened to any true crime at all because i want to get prepped for when kirk gets his show so i don't i'm not already like tapped out
3: so on the subject of uh the kirk minahan universe uh a friend of the show tim from canton is going to be starting uh kms trivia yes uh have you put your team together yet and are you i put put my name in the
2: hat i'm like i don't care who you put me with i just want hopefully good people i i i will do my best with with kms trivia i think i'll do okay um, like like regular trivia is easier for me because that's a, my memory is better with like like movie titles or like like names like proper names like I don't know like something to do like actual like hard facts as opposed to really mu- like minutia knowledge um, which I'm guessing it's gonna be like oh you know something I was mentioned on episode like six months ago yeah uh, I might not have the same recall for but I, I'll do my best I'm, I'm excited for it I'm, I'm all in I definitely want to play yeah, he he's excited for it too. He, I think it's gonna come out really well, I'm and he'll do it. a great job there. I mean, there's yeah. no one. By the way, Tim, the, the Minifan Hall of Fame, Tim would yes. be my first choice. He would be my uh, my first ballot pick.
3: Yeah, he de- him. Do you have Do you have a top three or four who you think should be first first ballot? If oh, so I
2: do, I'm gonna leave someone off, right? Um, oh shit. Yeah, I <laughs> mean, you know, you gotta consider. You know, do you consider Featherston? I know he. You guys oh, had absolutely. him on last yeah. week. Yeah. Uh, you know, you gotta consider. You know, Tim. Um, yeah I, those are the, probably my two without a doubters uh after that you know you, obviously you have you know steve from providence you got to consider him but then he pisses kirk off half the time <laughs> so i don't know uh you I, know so then it, then it, the, i think the water gets a little muddier past those two i think unless i'm forgetting someone which I'm, i very well would be you know, I, had the old he had the old times you know tj hubbard you know well it sounds like kevin Bristol's like Sugar joe jackson now so maybe he can't get in <laughs> um but yeah, you go, I think some of the old timers is kinda how I would start my balloting with. That you gotta respect those guys. Uh for just being fans for so long and um and for being what so loyal. Contribute. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I I wonder if in uh like if in a in a world where Kirk owned all the votes if Steve, Steve's a liar guy gets in, like, on the first ballot, just for what he <laughs> contributed at, o- off the first year, what, like, how Kirk didn't allow his retirement, all those kinds of things, all all in all, like, if it would be, like, a like a, like a a uh, sympathetic, like, move to just throw him in, you know?
2: I would, I would, Steve, from, Steve's a liar guy has done great work. Definitely. My, my, f- you know, Kar- I love Coronado's work, for sure. My favorite one is Ward in the North, though.
0: Oh, yeah, he's excellent.
2: Like, I think he's, like, he, he just goes a, a level. And then all the stuff that he does for the, with the YouTube stuff, his video clips are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had to pick a kind of like a newer fan or someone who he says who's been in the world for a short amount of time, I would certainly consider uh, Warden. I'd have to consider Carano just because of all the work he's done with, you know, film and producing. He's done it I don't know, 15, sure. 20 times, you know? So, I mean, he would certainly be, a, you know, someone I would, I would check a box if I, you know, if I was Justin or... Uh, some lucky uh Kirk's brothers. Like who else has about Steve Kirk. Mm-hmm. He has um, to be in the ballot. At least I would hope. I hope. I hope all those guys are on the ballot. I, I, it's going to be a tough ballot. Those um, the KMS Rundown guys have a hard job to do. It's going to be a tough ballot to put together.
0: And they're definitely going to piss everybody off with it. Too, oh, yeah. It's be- <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> it can't be. It can't be as bad as Justin's. Well, Red was already saying he, he's like I, I'm taking this job seriously to piss everybody off. So <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, that's
0: what, it's what Red does best, right?
3: <laughs> Yeah, shoot. Alright, so we'll we'll end on this because I like to pump up my ego, but it could also crush my ego at the same time. <laughs> Who's your favorite parody caller and why?
2: Hmm. Uh I mean the Donald Trump guy is great. Oh my god, I love that guy. He's 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 fantastic. And he's and he's consistently really good. I oh, wish yes. I knew who that was. I thought for the Me longest too. time it was Andy Mayo. I guess it's not.
0: Yeah, I okay. I thought so too, because I thought they kind of made a reference to the show. And it yeah.
2: sounds like him. Mm-hmm. I've asked him a number of times, like I've DM'd him, like, is it you? Like just, and he, he every time he says no, uh, and <laughs> I, and the fact that Kirk, I don't know, he's so kind to him because Kirk seems to really yeah. beat yeah, you know? yeah. So I, I, I gotta think it's not him, but I really wish I knew who that was. Cause that caller is, uh, is fantastic. Oh, no. yeah.
0: He's maybe in the hall of fame. I will say oh, your,
2: your turn as, um, uh, from pastor Jose, um, <laughs> I did not see that coming. That was one of the, like, the shocking moments uh, of a call that I've gotten uh, you know, since, the, since they started taking calls. That was a great one. I like Tim's calls, all the facts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I know it's not like a parody call, but I, I like all the, the knowledge that he brings uh, you know, like you know, this year in history and stuff like that. Um, you know who's one of my favorite callers? Not a parody one either, but uh, Steve from Providence. <laughs> when he called in and talked about how his parents were having sex and room next to him and all these <laughs> weird stories remember the school thought his dad was raping him or yeah, beating yeah, him up or something yeah. the whole thing is like really fucked up stories and you're like what's happening um, uh, those anytime I hear him calling to the show I kind of like stop what I'm doing because it's going to be such a like insane bizarre pathetic story I, I have to listen
0: that's kind of like what like the sad part about the uh, uh, what was the the private line called I can't remember what they called what what they called it, but but that like when they had that when they they knew they could queue people up every once in a while like that that was the best. You, you know get, you get great? the legends once a week.
2: Sopranos guy. Oh yep. So, I he it, just the, I, I I met him at Sako. I'm a huge Sopranos fan. Um, I went to Sopranos con. I'm like the biggest Sopranos. I love love love, love the show. Uh, and he was doing some of the voices for me at Sako, and I was just in my glory. I'm like this is fantastic. <laughs> I, I so he 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 might he might be my like dark horse favorite. I have a bunch. I I I when you guys when that group calls I'm enjoying it when it's the eighth guy in a row asking for documentary suggestions <laughs> but you know they can't control that I get it but it's just like sometimes it do- I wish the you know I I don't know how you can filter that out but it's it's tough where for every good call I feel there's two weak ones and but I mean Kirk also it's fun when he shits on him too it, it's a funny I I, I I would hate to see him get rid of calls entirely But I don't know if they need to be on every show.
0: Would you rather them clip out those bad calls like from the episode?
2: No, I totally agree with with Kirk's take on that. Because it's all about timing and everything too. Like, all right, well, just because, you know, if Kirk all of a sudden gets mad at a call out of nowhere, but he's already had seven you know what I mean? Like you would would, nothing would make sense. Like the show is the Kirk Minahan show, it rides on his mood. And if we edit out things about his mood, then it won't feel right.
0: Chris, thanks so much for joining us. I'm sorry I said DEC's show was on par with yours. Yes, well, thank you. I'll I'll
2: accept your apology because that was that was as a as a you know I I take my one timer club fan you know uh, membership very seriously. Uh, So to be you know compared to DEC, that's that's that was a tough one. But I was um, definitely
0: just trying to get clicks. I don't know how that would help. I don't know about that either.
2: The best way to do it would be, uh, you know, compare me to Corobis if you want to clicks, I guess, right?
0: Yeah, it's probably. Please
2: don't do that because that doesn't—that doesn't doesn't help anybody. (laughs) Certainly not me.
0: BMD, say goodbye. Uh, bye bye. (laughs) (laughs) See you guys. Bye guys.